You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 42. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Roro, we are just doing this duo this week because Sean is unable to join us. Sean, Sean, Sean. Tisk, tisk. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Where is he at? Come <laughs> on, man. We got this. I'm yes. doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, we've nice. got a lot to talk about this week, but thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Uh, just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week, Roro, is Cyberpunk 2077's event that they had last week. My goodness. Very exciting. Yes. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. The first item on the PXN News of the Week, Roro, PlayStation Indies Initiative has been announced with nine indie titles coming to both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, uh, with a new game coming each month to PlayStation Now as well, uh, which is interesting. It's almost as if you know someone named Microsoft is putting pressure on them with Game Pass that they're making Good. an answer, so to speak, for, <laughs> for PS Now. Uh, yes. But... I thought, I don't know uh, if you saw the full list of, of the games that they announced. Uh, they're all a bunch of uh, uh, little indie games, which looks very interesting. The one that captured my attention the most just because of my familiarity with the franchise is uh, Worms Rumble, uh, which the Worms <laughs> games, I don't know if you've played them, Roro. They're just like absurdly like crazy uh, uh, games where you're playing with a bunch of people on screen and you have a whole bunch of weapons and items and all kinds of stuff that you kind of shoot at each other and whoever's last uh, one left is is the winner or whatever. So I think this is very uh, very interesting to see a sequel for for the Worms games uh, and I'm just excited to, to get back into that. Uh, what, what were your thoughts? Did you have a favorite from what they announced or a couple favorites? Uh, my favorite would probably be the, uh, let's see if I can find the name, Where the Heart Is. Where the Heart um, that's, Is. It uh, looks like a, it says it's an adventure puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Um, puzzle kind of turns me off a little bit sometimes, but the gameplay looks pretty cool. I like the narrative sort of uh, aspect of it. And um, it looks kind of like oxen free, how the, the bubbles are coming out. Mm. uh for speech uh for the characters yeah um so it just looks like a type of game that i would be into because i do like that kind of kind of slow pace environmental storytelling sort of game so that one caught my attention it's that Um, that one's interesting because uh it's being made by armature which i think they're the ones who made recore actually uh xbox one exclusive and i actually really liked recore so that might actually be kind of interesting um, okay yeah i don't know cool. if, did you play recore ever or no i that was something that i was definitely on my radar when i saw the trailers for it yeah. i never got around to picking it up though yeah but uh i know like the puzzles in that game are pretty cool right yeah yeah the puzzles yeah. are super super cool in that 
So maybe then the puzzle shouldn't be a turnoff for me for uh, yeah. <laughs> for this. Then yeah, if that's the the studio that's behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, there there are some other cool ones as well. Uh, Maquette, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's like the puzzle one as well, actually, right? Yeah, yeah, and it kind of looked like uh, the witness. It kind of yeah. had that yeah. vibe. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, art style wise, it looks very similar to the witness as well, which is kind of funny. But mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, some cool, some cool announcements there, and uh, they definitely are trying to build up PlayStation now, which I'm very excited to see them do that uh, to kind of compete with Game Pass. Uh, yeah, a little bit more. They desperately need to. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to the next news story, The Last of Us Part Two. Roro, you might have heard of this this game. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it came out a little while ago. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> this game is Sony's fastest selling PS4 title ever, with four po- or four million copies sold in just three days. That Same. is insane. <laughs> Uh, like there's multi-platform games out there that don't even sell 4 million in its lifespan. Yeah. This is an exclusive and it's sold 4 million in three days. That's pretty insane. Pretty telling for, uh, for the, I guess the gravitas of Naughty Dog and Sony. Um, so yeah, many props to them. And I will say, after the last couple of weeks of me kind of like hearing you and Sean talk about it and seeing other people talk about it, I think eventually I'm going to give it a go. Uh, once I re- kind of recover from <laughs> my thoughts about what they did, uh, I may right. not agree with everything they did, but I, I guess I guess my biggest thing is is I need to experience this game just because it's more than just those um, those experiences i guess i'll call it that i didn't like um as far as the story goes but uh yeah i think i think i'm warming up to the idea of maybe yeah maybe giving it a try maybe a month from now maybe two months from now i'm sure we're gonna have plenty of dead time in august uh especially with uh, a bunch of stuff getting delayed including cyberpunk uh that's no longer coming out in september so I should have plenty of time leading up to the new console launches. Um, so maybe that'll be kind of my pre-fall uh, blitz of games uh, game to jump back into. Have, have you been uh, playing any more of that? I know you beat it, but have you gone back to it at all? Or I, I have gone back to it. I'm taking a break right now. I want to platinum it, but um, yeah, I am definitely taking a break from it right now. Uh, I have gone back since beating it. Um, but yeah, that's good to hear that you're you're uh, hopefully warming up to it eventually. I think you should maybe. definitely experience it. Maybe not buy it. Maybe borrow it from Sean. I think he offered yeah. to give it to you if, uh, if you ever wanted to give it a try. Sure. But definitely, I think you should give it a try. If you're not willing to purchase it, you should definitely at least pick it up from Sean or something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so it'll yeah, it'll be interesting. To see if uh, if I'm okay with the end result, obviously, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure the gameplay is going to be phenomenal. I'll love it's it. Awesome. But how yeah. <laughs> how long how long is the story like roughly? How long did it take you to to beat it? Uh, I would say 20, 25 hours. I yeah, I think that's that's the sweet spot. Twenty hours yeah. minimum, I think. Oh, that's not that's not bad yeah. at all. Then 
Uh, I yeah. was thinking like 40 hours or something crazy. So it might, it might take certain people that long if you're going and searching for everything, which I think most people do yeah. trying to get the artifacts and the storytelling and stuff like that, which I, I did do. But yeah. as I saw by the end of the game, I had missed quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely yeah. not that person. I'm not the collectible okay. type of person. So <laughs> I'll probably do it about the same as you. So cool. Uh, I'm excited to possibly jump into there when Sean gives me his copy then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on uh, to our next news story, PlayStation Plus has some new games. Uh, nor sometimes we talk about these uh, and kind of highlight them if they're good games. Uh, this, I think, is a pretty good month this month uh, with NBA 2K20 and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, I think both of these are really solid games. I know... Rise of the Tomb Raider, I don't know what your thoughts are, Roro, but I know Rise of the Tomb Raider didn't necessarily get uh, as... Oh, wait a minute. I'm confusing them. Never mind. Rise of the Tomb Raider is the really good one. Shadow of the Tomb Shadow Raider was the, the one. Yeah. yeah, that was a little disappointing. So, yes, definitely. This is a phenomenal month. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, in my opinion, was one of the best games of uh, 2016, I believe. 2015? One of those years. Uh, one of those years years, it's in there somewhere uh really good game absolutely loved what crystal dynamics did and i wish they had made shadow of the tomb raider because i know it didn't do as well uh which fun fact roro i own shadow of the tomb raider Uh, i purchased it and literally haven't even started it so (laughs) yeah yeah uh so i don't know if it was the whole crystal dynamics not developing it uh that kind of um made me not want to play it as quickly but i will eventually have to get back to that um yeah i i still need to try it myself i i didn't even know that it didn't do well i thought it was a yeah a game that was okay but i yeah. i still need to try that one. i love rise of the tomb raider and the 2013 one so i still have to give shadow of the tomb raider a try yeah absolutely and i think it did decent i think it had like um average review scores and people okay. people said it was like you know more of the same and uh, there wasn't anything crazy about it or anything like that. Uh, I think it wasn't as revolutionary as people had hoped, I guess. Um, and the okay. story wasn't as good, I guess, as the other two. But uh, for the most part, I'm sure it's a solid game. Uh, it has a solid you know, foundation that it was building off of. So uh, I can't imagine it just being a train wreck, you know. But, yeah. So very excited uh, for those PlayStation Plus games uh, this month. Uh, moving on, Xbox has announced that there is a Summer Game Fest demo event, which is live July 21st through the 27th. So if you guys remember, we actually uh, talked about this. Me and Sean talked about this a few months ago, actually, uh, when Jeff Keighley announced the whole Summer of Gaming event. Uh, he did confirm that Xbox was one of the partners for that for that event to have live gameplay demos and such. But the interesting thing uh, for me from this is that there's, number one, there's 60 new game demos that are coming for uh, future Xbox games. And uh, the exciting thing for me is is that some of these demos are like unpolished, uh, you know, unfinished builds of games. So like there's bugs in it and stuff like that. This isn't like a traditional demo that you would download that's polished uh, top to bottom and released on the store. This is more akin to like what you would see like on the show floor at E3 or uh, behind closed doors demos at E3 or stuff like that. 
Yeah, which I think is very cool. I think yeah. I think more platforms should jump into this. I, I know Steam is, has jumped into it and, and Xbox as well. And it just it just gets more people playing the games that are coming out soon and, and gets people excited for them, I think. Um, yeah, and a lot more feedback from just the general audience. You're not having, I guess, just a certain amount of people. Not a lot of people get to play these behind closed doors stuff, I guess. And I guess the the the, the feedback they get is quote-unquote more valuable because it's people in the industry. But if you get a lot of people playing these games that are not complete and giving back their valuable feedback, hopefully, and they're not trolling, um, I think it would be great to see these events happening a, a bit more. Yeah, I agree completely. And I hope, like, I know this is kind of a product of the whole COVID situation, but yeah. I hope that this isn't, like, you know, something that's just here for COVID. I hope it's kind of something we see moving forward, um, yeah. you know, for future years. Uh, it's hard to say if, like, uh, these live events will even be coming back in the future. Like, is E3 yeah. going to be back in 2021? Is PAX going to be back in 2021? Are they going to start doing some more stuff like this digitally? It's yeah. going to be interesting to see it is that and that's fair points because uh even microsoft i think they announced already that they aren't doing any live of like microsoft as a whole isn't doing any live events until like after july of 2021 i believe is what they said uh <laughs> which is kind of crazy that would be after e3 next year so uh i'm assuming that means no xbox e3 next year but uh, mm. i don't know <laughs> More than likely, no PlayStation either, because they've been not going yeah. for a while. So, what is that's that's going to be interesting if yeah. E3 is back next year. If e, yeah, if E3 is back next year and neither of them show up, I, I don't see how E3 could be sustained. To be honest, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh boy, yeah, it's, and it sucks in the same respect yeah. because, like. I don't know about you, but like that's a week that I always look forward to. And like that's something you get excited for. And yes, it is a ton of news in like a few days, but it's so exciting because you know that that time of the year, every year is going to be like a just a giant splurge of information and things to get excited about. And instead, uh, Roro, I'm left wondering when the Xbox event is going to happen <laughs> so I can see Halo Infinite. Yeah, I, I miss, I definitely miss E3. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I miss complaining about it too, actually. I like, I miss the good and I miss the bad. So I really hope it does come back. They find a way to fix it or make it more sustainable for uh, next year. But yeah. I guess all good slash bad things come to an end eventually but we shall see yes it will be interesting to see and speaking of the xbox <laughs> event roro that was a great segue i'm sorry that was really good we did good there uh according to vgc microsoft will hold their next big series x event which is their first party games event on july 23rd uh, so this is interesting because this is smack dab in the middle of that date range that I, we were just talking about, uh, the 21st or the 27th. And that kind of makes me think a couple of things. So they've already uh, confirmed like a handful of games that are part of that demo event. So like I think they confirmed like five games or something and they said they would confirm more over the next month or whatever. Uh, I think they have a potential 
of on the 23rd when they have their event if that's in fact the date that they they announce on stage and you can play this right now like for instance halo (laughs) infinite that is coming this fall it's coming to xbox one also remember so it's gonna have an xbox version it's not out of the realm that they have an xbox demo so to speak because we still have to have a halo beta at some point for infinite because bonnie ross the head of 343 said a long time ago when mcc shipped as a disaster she said every halo game to date will have a beta before launch so i think this may be a possibility that we get demos such as halo infinite and maybe other games as well uh which i would be very excited for that people would lose their mind yeah that'd be awesome yeah yeah, I, I would like to see that. I don't have an Xbox right now, yeah. but Even I would be very happy to for demos to be releasing. And yeah, and Halo being one of those, that would be amazing. And even if they did it on Windows too, that would be cool. Uh, True, yeah. Obviously, they release on all platforms, uh, Windows and Xbox. So that would be very exciting to let PC players play as well. Um, I hope so. My only concern is, is I'm in North Carolina that week, and if my internet connection sucks, oh no, that would be devastating. That would be awful. (laughs) That would be awful if they release the Halo and you can't play it for some reason. Yep that that pretty much sum up 2020, I think. True. Yeah, that just be yeah. That's just 2020 being 2020. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh man. That's one last <laughs> fu from 2020 to me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, 2020. You did nothing <laughs> for me. Oh, all right. Moving on. Uh, speaking of events, uh, Microsoft will reportedly reveal the Xbox Series X, which is the often referred to Lockhart edition of uh, the next generation consoles. Uh, to be announced in August, and that it was originally scheduled for June. So this is very interesting and very believable because uh, if you remember, they announced their whole Xbox 2020 initiative a long time ago, and uh, they basically said that every month we would be getting some kind of drop of information. And June came and went, and we didn't get any of that. We got nothing in June. So it very much seems like COVID maybe pushed back uh, the event for Xbox Series S to August uh, as opposed to June. And Roro, I want to ask you, what do you think, who do you think is going to go first in terms of pricing their consoles? Oh my God. Because at this point, Sony's having an event in August as well, a state of play event. And now Microsoft's uh, presumably going to have this event that they would announce their price. So this is going to be a major standoff. I feel like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm so desperate to to find out who is going to go first and what the prices are going to be. Obviously, I'm desperate for this Xbox Series S news because, like I said when we were talking about the PS5 weeks ago, I'll definitely go for the S and I'll definitely go for the digital version of the the PS5. Not only because it's cheaper, but because I don't buy physical games as much. Yep. But as to answer your question, I think I think Xbox will go first. Based for price, I feel like they've been kind of ahead of the game uh, how they have been going with uh, releasing uh, information on their consoles, and I think they're just going to continue doing that. I know that this is a kind of a different 
situation. Pricing can be a little touchy for the cons- customers and the gamers and all that kind of stuff. So it's they probably don't want to go first, and they want Sony to name their price, and either they match it or they go below it, or if they are confident, they say whatever they're going to say. Yeah. But pricing is definitely a tricky one. But I do think Xbox is going to go first, yeah. and Sony is just going to sit on it as long as. I think they can sit on it as long as they want to. They don't. I I think they are pretty cocky right now, and they can just feel like they can wait as long as they want. Yeah, that's completely fair. And I've the whole pricing thing is just super interesting because I've seen so many people out there saying uh, that PS Five would be five hundred, and then the PS Five Digital Edition will be four hundred. But man, that's a big price drop for just losing an optical drive. But Sean did make a good point about, I think last week, about how they'd basically be making it up in game sales because you're only, you're forcing them to buy from the PlayStation store instead of going into a retail store. You lose money when people buy a game from a retail store. Yeah. So, man, it's very. I hope that's true. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, if that if that's a hundred dollar difference, that's a huge deal because obviously I'm already all in on the digital edition as well, like you. But to make it a hundred dollars less, that's even better. And uh, I feel like it would be impossible for Microsoft to hit that price point on Xbox Series X. Uh, I think they will have a lesser price on Series S, but. I feel like it will be impossible for them to match that price at $400 for series X. Um, and it's, that's just my thoughts, but I don't know, man, that's, that's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, moving on to uh, controls. First expansion. Roro is out finally on Xbox one. So, one of my favorite games from last year finally gets the expansion. I think it came to PlayStation 4 like two months ago, uh, the first expansion. And I complained then to Sean about how, man, I would love to play more Control, but I can't because freaking exclusivity deals can't stand that. They won't let me. Yes, yeah. exactly. So finally, I can now complain. I can now not complain. The opposite of complain to you that I finally <laughs> am able to play this. Thank you. Thank you. Although the reviews, I think, were kind of average on it not compared bad. to the okay. game. Yeah, I think they were a lot, a lot more tempered, I guess. But okay, lukewarm. Yeah. Did you okay. did you play Control? I don't. I don't remember. If I you. I have. Yeah. I definitely fell off quicker than I thought I would. I want to go back and try to complete it. I think I just honestly just got stuck and then something else grabbed my attention. I never went back to it. Um, but the style, everything about that game is like beautiful and yeah. cool. And I definitely want to get back to it because it seemed like a game I would enjoy if I gave it a, gave it a fair shake. Yeah, I agree. Remedies never made a bad game. Agreed. Don't at me. Absolutely. <laughs> Quantum Break is amazing. Yes. Oh, man. I, I feel like Quantum Break doesn't get the deserve it. It, it, it really it deserves. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that, that game was amazing. Even, like, the whole, like, Microsoft's whole initiative where they wanted to combine TV with games and stuff like that, Quantum Break was really the only game that ended up, like, fulfilling that initiative, yeah. that vision. 
and that game, I feel like it did it really well. I, like, I thought so too. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't share our same <laughs> opinion, but I thought it was awesome. I love that uh, the melding of the two. Yes, I agree completely. And that was the whole um, Xbox um, Studios thing or whatever that they created for TV. Uh, that was Halo. Halo TV series was uh, tied up with that as well, but obviously that went by the wayside and uh halo tv series got picked up by showtime which we will finally get next year roro <laughs> halo oh, tv series hey. <laughs> so, yeah very excited about that uh speaking of some tv series though roro the cuphead show on netflix <laughs> has gotten a behind the scenes video and that freaking looked awesome yeah like it looks great Yes, the game. It, it reminds me of uh, the Looney Tunes show that came out recently as well. For I think it was for HBO Max or something. Yes, they remade the Looney Tunes or something. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Just uh, animating that retro style, but bringing it to like a more modern audience. Yes, um, but still, you know, it looks great. Yes, it does, and the nostalgia factor. I guess yeah. like that art style. It's just so good. Like, give us a Cuphead 2. I know that there's still Cuphead DLC coming at some point. Uh, don't know when some that's point, coming. Yeah. Yeah. But Probably takes forever to work on that because of the animation. It's it's so, it's so yeah, it's so it's intimate, all, I guess. It's all hand-drawn. And yeah. It's just, yeah. It's amazing what they did with that game. And it was, like, I think it was, like, just a family that did it or, like, three yeah. or four people that did it. It wasn't a big team, yeah. Yeah super cool so uh, moving on this is going to be right up your alley <laughs> uh animal crossing new horizons is getting a free summer update that is coming july 3rd what are we getting from this fantastic update? <laughs> so in this update coming july 3rd which is i'm pretty sure friday mm -hmm. we're getting uh the ability to dive, which sounds super weird, but we the big ocean that you see in New Horizons that is on everybody's island, we're going to be able to go scuba diving and be able to uh, pick out some scallops, <laughs> some yeah. shells, and some other deep sea creatures and stuff like that to be able to sell, to put in our museum, which is crazy. There's still more stuff to donate to the museum, which is humongous in this game. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a new character or a new animal, I guess, who's going to be visiting us, who's going to give us more DIY projects, which are just these little crafting things that you do in the game by finding different materials, like the scallops, like the shells. Um, so new items are coming to the game, basically. And that's all I can think of right now. Cool. don't remember anything else being, uh, being added, but that that's huge in itself, just being able to do the diving, which was something that was in the previous game, New Leaf, yeah. um, from the get-go, I think. Um, so it's cool that they're bringing that uh, to this game now, too. That is super cool. For someone who, uh, for someone who hasn't played an Animal Crossing game before, like what... Do you think that someone who hasn't played this would like be able to jump in easily? Because like I've never played an Animal Crossing game, and I've always looked at them like I don't know. I just don't know what the appeal is. But um, right. maybe I'm just like not seeing it, or I don't know. What do you do? You think that? It, I think 
I don't know if you would like it. It's definitely uh, it's definitely not for everybody, and it's hard to explain the point of it because I feel like the point of it is that there is no point of it. Yeah. You could do like whatever you want. Yeah. Really, you could spend the entire day fishing or terraforming your island into something that you uh, dreamed of. It's just basically a getaway from this crazy world of 2020. And it's always been like that. It, it, obviously the world hasn't been this dark before, but it's it's just always been a nice little relaxing game to kind of escape your life, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just really calm and relaxing. You get to, you find like new relationships with the animals. You find that you're getting weirdly attached to them. Um, just really wholesome game, honestly. I just, yeah, that I've, had a lot of fun with 200 hours so far but i've seen oh, wow. other people like locking near a thousand hours there's somebody on my <laughs> on my friends list that has a thousand hours in this game I'm like what the oh my god <laughs> that's insane but crazy. um yeah it's crazy wow okay yeah so one thing that i did miss though yeah is a character named gulliver yeah um we have no idea what the difference is he's just wearing a different outfit it looks like but gulliver is a character that washes up on shore you wake him up and he gives you stuff from wherever he was uh exploring hmm. he's wearing a different outfit really not sure what would be the difference here but that's exciting to see what it's going to be but, cool. yeah cool i think my biggest problem with it has always been like it uh, it always looks like you know like you're micromanaging i guess and like mm. I don't know the fine details. I don't know. Maybe it's not like that. It's just how I imagined it being. Um, do you have to like manage your you know crops and stuff like that, or is it kind of just up in the air? You just kind of do stuff and then walk away and then come back later. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like that. You don't have to uh, like water your flowers every day. You can, and it'll make them prettier and they'll grow faster, but they won't wilt away if you leave them. The only thing that really happens is uh, weeds will grow if you leave your town for too long. Oh. So you'll have to pick them when you come back. But that's that's basically it. There's nothing like uh, there's no um, penalty for staying away from the game too long. And oh. yeah, okay, uh, that's not as bad as I thought then. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to check that out. I'll add it to my list of games already on this podcast <laughs> that I need to check out. Nice. Ugh, it's ever growing. Ever growing. Uh, moving on, we have a new game from Ubisoft uh, that has been announced called Hyperscape. Uh, it's a brand new AAA multiplayer fast-paced battle royale game. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Uh, from Ubisoft Montreal, which is kind of their uh, main team, so to speak, uh, at Ubisoft. Uh, they develop all kinds of stuff, including Assassin's Creed. Uh, Montreal is usually the main developer for that. Um, but the teaser site is uh, up already with some screenshots, as well as uh, I believe the official announcement with a trailer is coming tomorrow. Uh, so that's kind of something to keep your eye on. Uh think this is interesting because this is definitely going down a path that ub has not done thus far the battle royale genre and looking at the screenshots it very much looks like another like cartoonish-esque art style uh so it's almost like a, a combination of fortnite and overwatch's art style which is interesting um yeah. i just don't know how many how many battle royale games uh is it going to take before we hit the, you know, the peak where, where there's not going to be enough 
players to sustain all of these battle royale games. Yeah, like, I I don't know. I feel I feel like we were when it when Player Unknown's Battlegrounds came out, we were like, okay, this is awesome. This is the this is a great game. Um, it's revolutionary and all that kind of stuff. Then Fortnite came, and then it was just those two fighting, and then. There was another one, Radical Heights, that came out as well. Yeah. That totally, totally failed. From and then Cliff it's Blazinski. Call of Duty Warzone, and now it's this game too. And Battlefield tried it as well, and they didn't go well. So it seems like yeah. everybody is trying to trying to get into this new genre. It's like a, it is a genre now, the battle royale yeah. uh, genre. So I'll, I'm excited to see what. Um, they have to bring to the table. Of course, Apex Legends, I almost forgot, that totally won us all over when it just drops like that. Um, but hopefully this is another Apex Legends for for Ubisoft's sake. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see if it's going to be a free-to-play uh, one, which if it's not, that'll be... I'll be not good. Not good. But I know player, player unknown, unknown Battlegrounds you have to pay for, though. Yeah, yeah, um, I think it's like 30 but it's just a, Yeah, sir. Oh, sorry. I think I said I think it's like thirty bucks, maybe. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just have to see what the trailer is tomorrow. I guess it's not fair to me to say that it's not good. Yeah. If I haven't seen the the trailer yet, but um, I guess I'm just used to battle royales being free to play and then the in game purchases and all that kind of stuff. But we'll see what Ubisoft has to offer in just, the space tomorrow. I guess. Just to clarify, I mean, uh, PUBG's thirty dollars, not uh, this new game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> Still, what I said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, even if they, you do have to pay for it, I guess. Yeah. I'll have to wait and see if it's worth it when they show it off tomorrow. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It is definitely going to be interesting. Uh, moving on to the next news story. Uh, that Harry Potter game that keeps popping up uh, got another little bit of a leak. Uh, so this is interesting. Uh, apparently, it's being developed by Avalanche Software, and let's not confuse the two. There's two different Avalanches. There's the Avalanche that makes like Mad Max and uh, and uh, Just Cause right. and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then okay. there's the Avalanche that makes Disney Infinity or did make Disney Infinity, and that's the developer that's making this game, uh, according to this report. Uh, so I think that's interesting. Uh, I don't know what their pedigree is outside of Disney Infinity, so hopefully that will translate. Everything that we've seen so far on this game sounds super interesting, and uh, that the premise behind it sounds interesting. I just don't know if it'll actually like translate when we actually see it and when it when we see gameplay. Um, apparently, it's scheduled for for late next year as a release date, uh, and it's like an open world Hogwarts and surrounding areas, uh, as well as J.K. Rowling has very little direct involvement, <laughs> which is probably a very good thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for many reasons including all the ones we're thinking right now yeah uh, <laughs> yeah not good it's, it's one of those situations where it's happened so many times before where like borderlands and there's a lot of games that you could think of like the people who are i guess the leaders or the 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 main name that you would say behind it and you're like oh, randy I, pitchford separate, yeah randy pitchford yeah um, but it's one of those situations like, do I want to support this? Can I separate the art from 
the artist, even though she's not, like you said, directly involved, she is the creator of Harry Potter. True. But it's always, yeah, it's always tough. But yeah. I feel, I'm excited to see more about this game. I've never gotten into Harry Potter that much. But like you were saying, everything that we've heard about it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, and they're saying that this is probably going to be announced after their DC fandom event, which I believe is happening in August. Uh, yeah. where they've already been rumored to be talking about the Batman game and the Suicide Squad Suicide game. Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be interesting. Well, it's crazy how how good of a E3 Warner Brothers would have had this year if they had an E3 because this was this year was supposed to be Warner Brothers' first year to have a uh, press conference for E3. Like they had one scheduled and they had to cancel mm-hmm. it obviously because of COVID, but that that conference would have been insane with all these announcements. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of, kind of sucks that 2020 had to take another thing from us, but. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. That sucks. That would have been awesome to see all those lined up one after the other. That would have been insane. It really would have. Moving on to our final news story of the week, uh, Crisis Remastered, Roro. Let's go, Crisis (laughs) Remastered. Uh, What the hell is this? Uh, Crisis Remastered uh, got a leaked trailer before it was supposed to be officially unveiled today, Uh, and my God, that looked awful. Like, literally, like, they said remastered in the title, and I kept going back, like, am I am I looking at Crisis from 2006 or whenever it came out, or am I looking at the remaster? Because this does not look like the remaster. And it seems a lot of people had that same sentiment because EA has delayed uh, Crisis remastered as a result of the basically the backlash from how bad it looked. Um so yeah, this is very disappointing. Uh, I was a pretty big fan of Crisis actually. As far as two and three, I wasn't as big on the original Crisis. Uh, I kind of played it later in its life, and it didn't really hold up for me that well. But two and three, I really liked. So I was excited for them to like do a remake slash remaster of the original. And yeah, not good, not good. Yeah, it didn't look good. Uh, a lot of people were saying that oh, this must be the Switch version. And I was no. like, oh god, that's not good. <laughs> no. Don't say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't played Crisis, but I know that. I, I mean, again, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. The game was like praised for how good it looked back in the day. Wasn't yes. it like a pretty game? Yeah, it was the PC game killer or PC machine killer essentially. Because like, if your computer could run Crisis, then you had a godly computer essentially. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So it's it's interesting to see that oh my god it, you need a, a an entire rig to run this thing and and now like it looks terrible like you think they would continue that kind of streak and trying to outdo themselves and make it look as beautiful as it can in modern times especially if it's a remaster but yes we shall see what what happens when it uh, when they can show it again yeah uh, and this is pretty much the complete opposite of something like Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake like in the most opposite way possible. <laughs> so, yeah, not good. Not good EA. Figure it out. Actually, I don't even know 
EA published the original trilogy, but I don't even know if the remaster was being published by EA because uh, Crytek is obviously their own thing. Um, <laughs> so it may not even be at EA, and I was, you know, calling them out. Sorry, EA. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Moving on to the <laughs> games we are playing. Uh, I am. I have finished my Master Chief Collection solo legendary run, Roro. I have completed all six games on solo legendary. Nice. Let's go. Well done. Yes. Uh, I timed it well, too, because they just announced on the, uh, on the 343 blog yesterday that the Master Chief Collection Season 2 uh, is coming. Uh, season 1 Ooh. had a bunch of Halo Reach unlocks uh, that was tied to the release on PC which is very exciting. So you got to unlock all that ar- all the armor for Halo Reach and everything when that was released. Um, season 2 sounds freaking insane what they're doing. And it sounds like they're going to continue to build on MCC, which is awesome. Like MCC has gone from the biggest disaster in gaming history to a phenomenal <laughs> a phenomenal deal right now. Like literally yeah. it's it's an amazing collection of games. And uh, season 2 they are bringing in weapon skins, armor skin, skins, uh, and uh, vehicle skins for Halo Combat Evolved, a game that That's came awesome. out 19 years <laughs> ago. Like, I cannot oh, wait God. to see the crazy skins and multiplayer of Halo CE uh, multiplayer. Like, that's that's super cool. Uh, how they were able to do that with the engine and everything with uh, it's just awesome. And they even talked about how in the future they want to do the same thing for the other games as well. So they're going to add a bunch of stuff for the other games uh, once everything releases on PC finally. So, yes. That's awesome. That's great that they're, like you were saying, that they turned it around, that they're continuing to support it because, yeah, it didn't have such a great, great launch, but it's great to see it that it's being supported. Yes absolutely uh six years later mind you yeah Uh, and the other game i've been playing i just started this uh the other day call of duty modern warfare 2 remastered the campaign uh which man i really love the original modern warfare trilogy uh one of my favorite uh stories in the entire call of duty campaign like family uh in modern warfare 2 such a such an interesting campaign, especially because of the divisive mission, uh, no Russian. I don't know if you remember that. The remember <laughs> no Russian. Uh in the airport scene where you basically yeah. mow down people. But uh that it's just crazy to me like how impactful that moment is in the game and like you know I don't know. It just leaves a lasting impression on you because you just went through that entire experience. And then at the end, uh, he basically leaves you for dead and they're like, Oh, they're going to find the American and then there'll be war. And it's just, it's crazy, man. It's such an interesting story. I love it. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I'm about halfway through that. So very excited. I think, are you, are you playing animal crossing? Is that right? That's right. <laughs> I am playing Animal Crossing. I've, uh, I actually did take a break a little bit for The Last of Us and something else. So I'm, I'm back in the full swing of like waking up every day, turning on Animal Crossing and seeing Isabel up in my face telling me the news. 
And it's great. It's so wonderful. And obviously every month, well, not obviously, but every month there's uh, new bugs to chase, new fish to catch. And that's what I've been doing recently. I've been catching beetles, going to islands, catching beetles, selling them, getting my bells, you know, just having a good time, just enjoying the sun and the rain and all the other types of weathers you experience in this game. It's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Roro. I've never played it, but I agree. <laughs> You're convincing. <laughs> Uh, what, what, what would you say the, like the most fun part of the game? Like what's one experience that you've had that you're like, man, that was awesome. Like, is there one experience that you could point to that you're like, man, that's super cool or that's different or I don't know. I was just trying to think of something. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to, to 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 do to nail down one particular moment yeah um it's for me it's just like when i move my house somewhere and i was like oh this looks great I, i've been waiting to have a cool little atmosphere like this or getting uh, a present from a random villager it's just all these little moments that kind of add up to uh, a good feeling it's, it's hard to pin down one particular moment for me when it's just like a combination of everything that makes it worth it i guess playing yeah that's fair yeah. so like your areas of land or whatever that you're on do you, do you choose like where you go or how like i don't know how that works like what plot of land or is it all the same so you have you have an island so you're basically the island resident is what they call you and you get to once you get to a certain point of the game you get to terraform the island you can make uh waterfalls you can make cliffs and kind of design the island to however you want it to look like yeah. within the confines of the the games allowing you to. Um, but there are other islands that you can go to and they're all, they're just uh, random Nook Miles islands is what they call them mm-hmm. because you have to use your Nook Miles to go there. Um, but they're just random islands that you go to to get resources or meet different villagers that you can invite to your island. Um, but besides that, you're pretty much stuck on this one island that you get to make your kind of your little paradise. And of course you can visit other people's islands as well. Hmm. That's super cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of build your own adventure. That's cool. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to the topic of the show, Roro cyberpunk 2077 had their uh, night city, I think night city wire or whatever it's called uh, last week looked freaking amazing they showed 25 minutes of uh you know different trailers and and interviews and such looked really good but uh you know one of the highlights i know you were pretty excited about this studio trigger is working on a cyberpunk 2077 anime and i think they they said it's coming 2022 right yeah probably takes a while to to work on that, which is fine because they're they're are they are a great uh, animation studio. They've made an uh, animation or an anime called Kill a Kill, which is a pretty popular one by them, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was amazing. Um, they've done a lot of stuff for video games too. Actually, uh, there's a uh, a game called Shantae by WayForward. They've done a lot of animations for them, like whether it be like the intro screen or some cutscenes, sort of. Uh, spliced out throughout the game um but they're a really well-known uh animation company uh and they're kind of famous for their their style they have a really unique style um very 
it's hard to explain. It's just very in your face. And uh, I'm very happy that they are the ones that are going to be uh, working on the cyberpunk uh, anime. They just go hand in hand, honestly, with the style that that studio is known for. Yeah. And that it sounds super cool because it's such an original thing. Uh, you don't typically see this uh, with games having having an anime tied in so tightly. Uh, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people are very very excited about that, just like you are. Um, so yeah, that's super cool. Kind of give a original take on cyberpunk. Uh, and it already feels like they're like building this into like this uh you know this big like franchise and it it, it hasn't even came out yet like <laughs> like that's crazy man that's so crazy uh one of the things i thought was interesting they kind of went a, a deep dive into the character customization uh i was i heard ign talking about they uh they said that uh the character customization is pretty deep but uh there's like presets or whatever that you have to select from so it's not like it isn't like a uh, Skyrim or, you know, games let, that allow you to, like, customize your character completely, like, drag this ear to look like this mm -hmm. and, and such. Uh, they kind of give you presets, which I kind of like that better just because otherwise I'm spent, like, I, I spend, like, hours <laughs> trying to perfect it. I'm like, yeah. there's no way I can do this. It just takes too long, and I have... OCD when it comes to stuff like that and I'm like I, it doesn't look perfect it doesn't look good I don't uh, yeah I don't know I know everybody has their their preferences when it comes to the character creation stuff but there's definitely a sweet spot for me where obviously I don't want it to be bare bones where all I get to do is change the color of my hair but when it gets crazy I like I, I do get like a little intimidated I guess or yes. like yeah, it's, sometimes it is a little too much for me. Like Black Desert is a is a MO I think that has a crazy in-depth character customization. I was like, I would just spend way too much time here or not enough time to when I start the game, I'll have to start all over because I'll be so upset with how I <laughs> made my character look. So there's definitely a sweet spot that I think I hope that Cyberpunk hit with uh, how in-depth you get to go with the character customization. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I think we both can agree that the most important thing to come out of this is uh, the amount of genitalia you can choose from. Right. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jeez. I, that's such a weird thing. Like, what? who was in the room that said, like, that pitch, like, all right, we need to have three different types of genitalia, and we need to have this many different types of, you know, hair, and it's like, what? This is getting weird, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait to see what the reason yeah. is that that is even an option. <laughs> yeah. Because, gonna... I mean, we'll have to, maybe we'll have to see it eventually. So better be yeah. good with your, your decision making there in the customization. <laughs> it's it's going to be yeah. awkward when we actually like go to customize that. Like I have, yeah. a, I have a giant window right next to my TV where I play traditionally <laughs> and it's normally open. Like my curtains are open because like my neighbors are in the back. Like I like looking outside and stuff, but man, I think that day that I'm creating my character in cyberpunk, I might be closing the blinds a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a little awkward, you know? Yeah. Know. But yeah, <laughs> I like the customization that they're doing. Like you said, it, it makes it, 
you know, you have the ability to choose a bunch of things without it getting, you know, too crazy, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, they did show a new feature, so to speak, uh, as well, uh, called Brain Dance, which I thought was interesting. Um, it's almost like, you know, you're reliving someone else's memory uh, and reenacting that memory, which is kind of interesting. It's almost like me Matrix X-esque. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Did did you find that fascinating? I guess the concept behind it isn't that crazy. It's just you're playing a different perspective, I guess. But it, sure. it just sounds... I just feel like the story perspective, it would kind of tell some interesting stories that way. For sure. I think it'll be... I think it'll be a lot different when we're playing it. For As for the presentation part of it, that kind of slowed down the momentum for, for me personally. Um but I think when we're playing the game, we'll feel a little bit, at least I'll feel a little bit differently. I know that you said that you thought it was pretty cool, but um, I don't know. It, it reminded me of like detective mode from the Batman games or yeah. I can't think of any other examples, honestly. That's honestly but a perfect this, example. Yeah. It, there's always that one thing in these fantastic games that I'm like, I really don't want to do this. Like in Spider-Man, I really didn't want to sneak around as Mary Jane or do those uh, Doctor Octopus puzzles, but I loved every other minute of that game. And in the Batman games, not a huge fan of the detective mode because for me that just took away from the momentum. And I understand why it's there, and but I feel like this might be one of those things in a fantastic game that I just really rather not do, <laughs> yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, agreed. Uh, one of the kind of puzzling things, I guess, uh, we didn't really see a whole lot of Keanu Reeves character in this whole mm. ordeal, which some people said, uh, that it's probably because this is such an early part of the game that yeah. you kind of have to work your way to him. Uh, cause he's supposed to have, I think he has the second most amount of dialogue in the entire game, which is kind of crazy. Oh. Um, so eventually he, we have to find him somewhere, but. Uh, I guess you're kind of building to that point uh, of getting him, and then that's like a probably a featured moment, so to speak. Um, I think they said that almost all of the footage that they showed was just the prologue of the game, which is crazy yeah. to think that everything that they showed was just like very early missions, and yeah, that's insane. That's, that's mind-blowing. Like, that game's going to be in, insanely huge. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's coming in, in November right next to yeah. another game that I've been waiting five years for, Roro. Oh, man. Halo it's going to be hard to juggle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's going to suck. Oh, it's going to suck. And to think that game was originally supposed to come out three months ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh my goodness. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Uh the last thing uh to talk about, uh apparently today we saw Cyberpunk 2077's wall running ability has been cut for design reasons. So the interesting thing about this railroad, I didn't even know that wall running was a thing in this game until this came out. See? So, yeah. So we're both on the same page there. We had no idea until this news story came out. I was like, oh, uh, that's unfortunate, but it I don't must really have care. been shown in, in some trailer along the line. Yeah. If they thought they had to report on it, because, yeah, if they didn't make this story, I wouldn't have known yeah. how to play the game in, in uh, November, finish the whole thing, and I wouldn't have been like, where, where is that thing? Where's the wall running? I wouldn't have known. Yeah. 
We demand wall running. We yeah, need now, well, now that we know. Yeah. 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 We're, we're all entitled gamers here. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Uh, so I, I believe that's it. That's it, guys. Uh, episode 42. Uh, thank you guys for uh, checking us out. Uh, if you guys want to follow us, we are at Roro, R-A-U-W-R-O, if you're on uh, podcast form. And at Dan is DTM for me as well. Follow us there. Uh, you can catch us every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We are finally getting back to that schedule uh, now that we have three people it makes it a little bit nicer because we have the flexibility if sean says oh i gotta go to work well then we bring in roro or if roro can't make it then sean comes in and then we're good and then if both of them call in i just set my hair on fire <laughs> because you know that's a disaster <laughs> nobody wants me by myself uh anyways thank you guys for joining us much love and keep on gaming